Hi, I'm Michelle Peremsky with 180 Your Life, and I'm so excited to come to you from Atlanta, Georgia. And we are here uh, to launch our podcast, which is really about um, the best steps you can take to craft a life you love after loss. Today, I have with me Susie Fowler, who became a widow 11 months ago. Yes. Susie, when I met you, I knew that you absolutely had to be our first interviewee because your perspective and your joy is so infectious. Thank you. And I just wanted to hear more about your story and share your story with those who are watching and those who are listening. So talk to me. You, you're 11 months out. Yes. Talk to me about your journey. Okay. Um, my, my husband and I were married nine years when he passed away, and we had... We had been married a year when he became sick. It was complications from Addison's disease. And it was a steady deterioration for him. And he was widowed when I met him. So he was able to prepare me for his death, which was unbelievable. I was so blessed. You know, he made all his all of his own arrangements. He did his memorial service. One day I came home and the and the hospice um, uh, one of the hospice people were there and they were calling all of, the mortu- all of the mortuaries and crematoriums in Northwest South Carolina to find out how much it would cost for my husband to be cremated. <laughs> and, wow. And he, I mean, he did it all. I didn't have to do anything. And it just, it took what was a difficult situation anyway because, you know, it. I don't think it matters if you know they're going to die or you don't know they're going to die. It's still grief and it's still really hard. And... That's what I went through when Frank died. I mean, he, you know, he died at home. I was there with him, and, and it was th- that part of it was really nice. It was peaceful, and, and it was beautiful. And then, but, but before he died, we had talked, and he said, I want you to rebuild your life. He said, you put your life on hold for eight years for me. He said, now it's your time. And I was... What a man. Yeah. Oh, he, he, was, he was magic. He was, he was magic. It was, it was, it was just so special. And, you know, and the, the dynamics of our marriage changed because he was so sick and I became his caregiver. You know, I was, I was with him 24 seven in those eight years he was sick. We were apart one week and that was it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was with him the rest of the time and I chose to do that. You know, I wanted to be there. You know, I mean, it was, it was his journey, but, but I wanted to do it with him. So how did you maintain a positive perspective? I mean, I'm sure that there were some times it was incredibly difficult. It was. But it you, was. you have this joy that comes out of you, this humor that um, we've just been laughing so much in the studio getting ready. <laughs> and I'm, how, what, can you give me maybe your top three lessons that you learned during that time that you were giving care to make sure that, you took care of yourself as well. That's a good question. And and I wasn't always real successful at taking care of myself, you know, because my top priority at that time was was him. But both of us have a very strong faith. And every day we would read the Bible. We pray together all the time. And um, I know his main frustration was as he was getting sicker, he felt like God wouldn't answer, wasn't answering his, his prayers because he wasn't getting better. You know, and, and I told him, I said, Frank, I said, 
God's been answering your prayers for all these years. You know, because he was diagnosed with Addison's when he was 18, and he died when he was 61. Wow. Yeah, and, and the thing that kept him alive, um, which was the steroids and, and all of that, were the, were the things that wound up killing him. So it was important to me that we always had an open dialogue. I mean, we had to do that for ourselves, you know. And in our production studio, (laughs) (laughs) something just fell down when the backdrops there. We're just going to continue. Okay. (laughs) Act like nothing happened. There's our bathroom door. Ignore the bathroom door in the background. Just keep on going, Yes, I will. I will. But, you know, so that was really important to us. Mm -hmm. And and we talked about me rebuilding my life. And and that gave me a focus for the future. But I made it a point. I made it a point at that time to stay in the present. That's good. That was very important. You know, I mean, I I couldn't start thinking about what I was going to be doing in six months or nine months or 12 months because it became overwhelming for me. You know, I had to concentrate on him, and and I needed to make sure that his journey was as comfortable as it could be. So, one of the stories that you talked to me about Mm -hmm. was when you decided to move. Yes, yes. So, tell me how long you'd been in the house, and what your, you had been preparing. Mm -hmm. You know, generally people say, or the advice is, don't make any major decisions in the first 12 months. Right. You have moved within the first 12 months. Yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with that because for me, when when Frank was alive, we had a home. After he died, it was a house. And it was a sad house. You know, every time I walked in there, it was memories of him being sick all those years. We We were together 11 years. Um, he, you know, he, he became sick the year after we were married. And so we, we had three good years, and then, and then the last eight were just, you know, watching him go downhill. I couldn't stay there. I couldn't, I, I couldn't live there. It was, it was just too sad. Every time I walked in the door, I just felt like this huge weight was on me, you know. So there was a gentleman who, who had been wanting to buy the house, and I, and I called him, and he came over, and we talked about it. And he came up with a price. I came back with a higher price, and he took it. <laughs> so I said, deal. You know, and I, and I moved over Labor Day weekend. And the, the last time I was in the house, I was walking from room to room, and I was doing, you know, picking up stuff and all that, and I started talking to Frank. And I told him how much I loved him and what a privilege it had been to be his wife and to, and to help him on his journey. And I, and I told him that I was moving forward and I was doing it on my time and not the time he wanted me to do it because he wanted me to do it almost immediately. And I couldn't do that, you know. So, um, you know, f- finding the new place, I mean, it was all a God thing. You know, my, my, my pastor told me about it. He took me to see it. I walked in. I fell in love with it. I said, I want to buy it. And, I mean, it's just all worked. It was, it was meant to be. And so that, that last day in the house, you know, I, I, I told him that I would always love him. And, he, and, and, and I would always have him tucked in my heart. You know, he would always be there. And he is. I mean, I can feel him. You know, I can feel him. I know he's there. And I know he's happy and I know he's whole. And now I'm happy. And I'm pretty close to being whole again. You know, and it's because 
I'm moving forward. I'm not, I'm not dwelling on the past. I can't do that. You know, I'm, I, I, I tend to be a positive person, as you know. And, and doing, doing what's not natural for me isn't a good space for me. You know, I, I need to keep it positive. I need to keep it uplifting. You know, I don't, I, he, he told me, I don't want you to sit around and be the grieving widow. You know, he said, I, he said, I don't want you sitting in this house crying. I said, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I didn't, you know. I mean, I, I have my moments, everybody does, and sure. I miss him horribly. But he, he came with me to the, to the new place, but it's, but it's my home now. And it's your my he came with you. Oh, your definitely, home. definitely. Well, his ashes came too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you have his ashes? <laughs> there, well, that, there's are a story they, there if we have time. Uh, yes. Okay. We right were um, we were when I was at the old house, the, the, the movers were taking things off my stereo cabinet. Yep. And that's where Frank's ashes were. Okay. And I said, Don't touch that box, that's my husband. Ah. <laughs> poor guy jumped, jumped back about eight feet and his eyes were like this. <laughs> That is awesome. It was hysterical. That is awesome. Yeah. So I, I got his ashes, and when I walked into the new place, he was mm-hmm. the first thing I carried in. I said, I said, honey, we're home. You know, and I plunked him down on the uh, kitchen countertop. And now he's moved over on the buffet. I still does, don't have a permanent like place. He loves it. He I loves it. it. He hasn't foofed his ashes once, so I know he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. You know, he's all right. You know, I have faith. He's okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> I actually, the, you know, I have a similar story where one of my friends was helping me move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had my, my aunt's ashes mm-hmm. in the house because now I'm, I, we, we have a memorial bench and we're going to yeah. be putting them in there. And I had them tucked away in a black, one of those boxes that uh-huh. holds the ashes on the shelf. And they were helping me take things off the shelf. And mm-hmm. she's this, got this awesome southern accent, my friend Lori Apon, mm-hmm. she's a widow. And she's holding the box with, mm-hmm. her, with her hands and she goes, Michelle... Uh, what would you want me to do with this box? What is this? And I said, oh, well, that's my chocha ala. And she goes, what's a chocha ala? And I go, well, chocha is Polish for aunt. That's my father's sister. She uh, goes, oh, my word. Oh, my word, Michelle. <laughs> People don't quite know what to think of, of, of widows that, that are happy. You right. know? But, I mean, my life is so good right now. I mean, mm. it really is. Is it perfect? No. Um, do I want to spend the rest of my life by myself? No, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm really good being in a, in a marriage and, and in a relationship and, and being part of, and I want that again, you know, but, but right now this is Susie's time. You so know? what are you doing with Susie's time? What are you doing in the uh, interim as you're wow. exploring your, yeah, your as I'm chapter? waiting? Yes. Um, well, I make jewelry. I love making jewelry. Really? Yes. And I had a shop when my husband was still alive and I closed mm-hmm. it when he got really, really sick. Because I went, you know, needed to be with him. So I'm starting to rekindle that that love that I have for creating new pieces, and uh, and so I'm I'm starting to do that again. And as soon as I get my 20 boxes out of my craft room, I'll be able to start using it. So you have a craft room. Yes, now. I do. Full of beads and all kinds of good stuff. Is so. it all set up? Not yet. Ah, uh, because you just moved. Yes, yes. I, I've only been in there a week, so That's yes, I left boxes and boxes and boxes, which is okay. So. So you purged, you kept what you really oh, wanted. Yes. How, does it feel like home already? Yes, it does. I mean, as soon as I walked in the door, even before I decided to get the place, it felt like home, and that's why I wanted it. 
It's just it's just this nice cozy little ranch. I mean, it's three bedrooms, mm-hmm. you know, just cozy. And it's got woods in the back, and there's a hill that goes down to a creek, and and I have a deck that overlooks it. I go out there in the morning and drink coffee, and it's peaceful and quiet, and I have my God time, and and I have my Frank time, and and it's just it's it's wonderful, you know. And and everything, my my life is full, and my heart is full, you know. And I just I I have such a appreciation of. I mean, even now, when I, when I met Frank, I was kind of a selfish woman. You know, I really was. I was bad. And <laughs> <laughs> designer labels, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know. But, and he turned me into a selfless woman. And, and instead of just going through life, he taught me how to live life and enjoy my life. And what, what would you say those lessons were? Oh, my gosh. Um, he, he taught me how to appreciate the little things, you know, we, we used to take trips to the mountains and we used to take trips to the beach and he showed me all of his secret places with his waterfalls and, 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 and all of that. And, and it, it was, it was beautiful. And, and I mean, we used to go to the mountains and, and we'd find a place to sit and we'd, we'd talk for hours and just enjoy everything that God puts around us. You so know? it's important to get outside. Oh yeah. And oh go yeah. Adventure. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, my, my sister-in-law and myself and, and, and my niece, um, in June, it was Father's Day weekend, and we went up to the mountains to, to spread Frank's ashes. That's, that's what he wanted me to do. Wait, but you, ha- you also have them on the kitchen counter? I still have them on the kitchen counter, yes. Oh, so you, you spread some of them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, the, No yes. problem? No, no, yeah. no. So I, I totally get that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I took them up there, and we uh, couldn't find the road that led to the cabin where we had gotten married mm-hmm. nine years earlier. So we took him out by this dam, and, and there was three sycamore trees sitting there. And Frank was a singer, and he played guitar. He had the most beautiful voice. And his sister said, I can see Frankie sitting under that tree singing and playing his guitar. And I said, this is where we'll, this is where we'll spread him. So <laughs> this is awful, but it's funny now. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Here we go. So another story. Uh, we took him. Up to this tree, and the wind had been blowing. I thought, well, this would be great. You know, I could let him go, oh, and he'll blow. You know, oh, over the yeah. valley, and yeah. things would be great. Oh. So I opened the container, and I go, and I went to throw some of the ashes, and the wind stopped blowing. Mm. So his ashes went. It's <laughs> 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 really the majestic thing that you had envisioned. No, no, it was not. <laughs> and I sat there, and I thought, thanks, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Something he would do. I was like, thanks, Frank. But after all that happened, we had butterflies all around us and, oh. and cardinals. And I mean, it was, it was really nice. It was really nice. It was, it was very special. It was very special. And that, for me, was, was a big moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because I had done the last thing he had requested before he died. And, and that meant a lot. You know, I, I, I told him I would keep his, his you know, what, what he wanted to do. I would keep that alive. And I've honored those re- requests, and I and I feel good about that, you know, because it was it was his death. I didn't die; Frank did, you know. That's and right. and I'm still alive, and 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 things are things are growing within me, and that is so special. And I'm grateful that I'm well enough that I recognize it, you know. I mean, right now I am surrounded by such a positive group of people, you know. I mean, I. 
I have the support of my family. You know, Ron is a very, very special Pastor friend. Ron. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's great. He's mm-hmm. helped me more than anybody knows. Um, I consider you a friend. Of you know? course, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, but my, my, my friends in South Carolina, I mean, they have just been fabulous. My, my family has been wonderful. I mean, I, I've been sur- surrounded by a lot of love, and people have supported my decisions. Um, even if they didn't, I would have still done it. Yeah, of course you would. The way I have, right. you know, because it's what I needed to do for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm finally taking the time to make some of it about me. So I hadn't done that. for someone who is new to the grief journey, mm-hmm. what would be a few ideas, maybe three ideas okay. that you could tell them to help set them in the right course mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. craft a life they yeah. love? Um, first of all, be gentle to yourself. Give yourself time to feel. Don't try to stifle it. Don't be afraid of the grief. Don't be afraid of the grief. It Don't will, be afraid to cry. Right. I mean, when it will I not eat you whole. Exactly. It does exactly. hurt. Exactly. Oh, it does. Incredibly. I mean, you know, when I cry, I'm not a pretty sight. It's the neither am I. Snotty nose, yeah, you know, mascara running, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But. But it's all okay to do that. And, and, and I've been taught that. I didn't know that. I've been taught that. And, uh, and, and that's made a huge difference in my life. You know, it's okay to, to feel the hurt and to feel the anguish and, and, and all of that. And it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, people think, oh, this is horrible. Nobody else feels like this. But truth be told, every widow, it, and it doesn't matter how their spouse died, every widow feels like that. Absolutely. You know, and every person going through loss. Exactly, you know, exactly. Loss, 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 I mean, you've course. lost a major part of your heart, and, and that will never change. Mm-hmm. You know, but how you handle it will change. You know, and, and, and I've learned not to be afraid to reach out to my friends. Okay, so you would say be gentle with yourself. Yes. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your friends. And... I believe in God. I have a strong faith. And reach out to God. And reach out to God. I mean, he's the one that's allowed me to get where I am. You know, he's the one that's put the people in my life that have helped me get to this spot. And has anchored your hope. Yeah, and I'm very grateful for that. I mean, I thank God every day. You know, I thank God every day. And it just, you know, I mean, I mean, I still have a long ways to go. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm not walking on water and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm just uh, you know, I, I'm 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 just a sixty five year old woman who's on a journey that I'm on way too young in my life. I never thought I'd be here. But I am and I have to accept it and I have to move on. I, I have to face that reality. The reality is Frank will never come back. But the reality also is he'll always be in my heart. That's right. Yeah. And you can move forward and have an amazing life. Definitely. And I'm working on that. I'm working on that. That's beautiful. Thank (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. It was great being being here. This was amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Michelle Peremsky with 180 Your Life. Pastor Ron Weiner will be joining us in other uh, podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, be sure to visit our website at 180yourlife.com. You can also visit our sister nonprofit website, 180yourgrief.org. Um, and if you would like to sign up for our 180U classes, our video courses that are grief empowerment courses, and we make them affordable so that most anyone can sign up, they're only $8 a month. Learn more at 180yourlife.com. God bless. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you.